Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi, a returning guest and group for the third time. I I looked it up. The last time you were in here was September of last year on episode 70. This will be episode 110. Wow, you're busy. If you can believe it. Brian Townsend, president, CEO, and co-founder of Trigger's Toys. Sir, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm it's doing good great. to see you. Thanks for having me back again. I, this I, is crazy. You know what? Uh, you just you click with certain people and with certain groups. I have always enjoyed having you in. It's a great organization. Thank you do you. great work. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad that you're back. For those that aren't familiar with Trigger's Toys, who are you guys? What do you do? So Triggers Toys is an organization I started right at 10 years ago. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, which is really exciting. And we um, alleviate the financial and emotional burden of children and their families. We started off as uh, giving some toys away to some kids when, you know, me and my now wife were just starting to date, something I just kind of wanted to do. And and it has turned into a full-fledged organization somehow, some way, by the kindness of a lot of strangers, a lot of friends, and uh, now we have raised uh, almost $1.5 million in the last, let's call it, five years. Um, and now we have completely changed and grown, and uh, it's hard to wrap your head around, you know? It's pretty amazing when you think about where you came from with this yeah. to where you are now. I didn't realize it was over $1.5 million. <laughs> And, and, it's, and it's, I think, important to stress, as you did, that the organization has been around for, for 10, 10 years, years, Yeah, but you were not pulling that kind of money in No, I think two. year one was 500 bucks, <laughs> you know? And and somebody was, um, I still, to this day, call it dumb enough to give me $500. I mean, that's it was one donor, guy gave me a check for $500 and says, you know, I love what you're doing, and I thought he was an idiot for giving me $500. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to go cure... <laughs> a bunch of diseases, and I didn't know what was happening. But, you know, it it really was – it started out just to kind of give me a, a platform to be able to give back. And, and, and really, it sounds very selfish, but I just wanted to do something that made me happy, you know. And I knew it was going to help uh, and, and make other kids happy. I mean, make no mistake. But I knew it was going to kind of just – get me out of the rut that I was in. And I wanted to, it made me happy to be able to do something like that. And I knew I could rally some of my friends and, and we did, and and it's been great. And, but never in a million years would I think we would do this. It's funny because my bank account doesn't reflect that we've had 1.5 million because I give everything away, you know? And that's another important thing to mention, or at least talk about Has the organization itself grown? Because what I have known about this organization is that it's you and your wife, Stacy. Uh-huh. Uh, I have dealt with Ariana, uh-huh. who does a lot of booking and media for you guys. Yes. Other than that, and she's not an employee, as far as I no, know. No, not at all. Everybody is still a volunteer, correct? Absolutely. 
So we have, when we get in, and if you want to talk about the ultimate cocktail experience, of course, I have an event person that has to help me. We're going to talk about and that And I have sure. someone, um, her name's Bonnie Wilson. She she has helped out a lot, but they are not employees. Literally, we do not have an employee with the exception of a CPA that does my taxes, um, who's still not an employee. Uh, it's just me and my wife, and we're not even employees. You know, I mean, we're, everything that comes in goes out. It, it We don't take any money for ourselves. It's, it's something that... You know, it's been really important. Um, we're at this crossroads on where where do we take the organization because eventually we're going to have to bring someone in that has experience, right, to to grow it and you justify it by running it le- that way. If Tony Fleo had his way, he would have me quit my job tomorrow and, you know, do this full time. And, and uh, you know, it's funny. I've ra- tried to wrap my head around that. What would that look like? And I'm just not there yet. Um, and I, I'm happy on what we did. You know, I'm happy what we've been and where we are. And the next step is, you know, where do we go from here? And so if it if it folds tomorrow, we would have raised $1.5 million with zero resources. I mean, it's pretty amazing in itself. Are you still in touch with SVP? Are you still doing oh, stuff yeah. with Tony? Is yeah. that it? Because I had him on a long time ago, and he was – a very early interview for me and yeah. he really opened up my mind to what was possible within this sector and turning me on to good people and talking about better ways to do business it helped me to understand this world much better you guys were able to be a part of social venture partners and it i mean did it yeah. have the effect that you thought it would yes oh my gosh yes so the funny thing tony tony's one of those people you know it's funny in dallas when you when you see people on TV or hear people on the radio and all this stuff. I mean, Tony's so under the radar and he should not be because he's one of the people that really does a lot for our city and our community. I I have a a ton of respect for him because of the amazing work that he does and how many people he helps. Hmm. I mean, he grabs organizations in their infancy and helps put people on their board or helps grow them internally like Cafe Momentum with Chad Hauser. For for people that don't know, we're talking about Social Venture Partners. It's an organization that finds worthy groups that mm-hmm. are, as you were saying, in their infancy, and they, they mark them as having a lot of potential, and then they take them in and optimize them. They, don't re- they change things, but really what it's going to do is pump some steroids into your organization and make it the best it can be. Yeah, they'll bring in, you know, there's a lot of partners inside of SVP and, you know, it's CEOs of Fortune 500 companies and and it's people that can, they can identify what their needs are and then what some of these partners inside of SVP can do. And then they can put them on the board and just give guidance on what they want to do. I mean, uh, as I was saying, Chad Hauser, who who owns Cafe Momentum, who was up, I I actually somehow, some way have never met Chad. I just am a huge fan of his, but he was, he was up for a top 10 CNN heroes I mean, this is no joke. And Tony found him at the beginning, mm. you know, and what he's doing with with his restaurants and, and helping um, kids that have been in the juvie system and help them get out and give them the, the tools to be able to work in the restaurant and service industry and have them. I mean, they're, they're bussers, they're cooks, they're waiters, they're bartenders. I mean, you name it. And and then he gives all the stuff behind the scenes to help them become better people and had a job interview. And, and I'm not going to play like I, I know everything he does. I just watch it on TV because I'm such a huge fan. And because I love people that, um, especially in the city that we live in, that just take an idea kind of like what we did mm-hmm. and turn it into something. Because what it is, the energy and the amount of time that stuff takes, I don't know if people fully understand, especially when you don't know what you're doing. You know, somebody gave me $500. There was a nurse that asked for some walkers 
and we used the money to help a couple of kids that couldn't get these specialized walkers. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And all of a sudden, like these light bulbs click. But after a while, when money actually really kind of starts coming in, you got to make sure that you do the right thing with it and that you're following the right protocols and all of that. I mean, it's all these behind the scenes things. And where Tony came in and where Trigger's Toys came in is they, he was like, you guys are doing some cool stuff. You're not there yet, but you're doing some cool stuff. I want to bring in some young, some of our younger partners that are, you know, just graduated. They're in business school or they just graduated SMU or, or college or whatever. And they're kind of coming in as a, I don't want to call it an internship, but you you know, to be full-time partners inside of SVP. And they chose three organizations. Mine was one of them. Let's see, let's see what happens. And after it was all over, they helped with all of these things behind the scenes. That's what I call the boring stuff. All this stuff when we give away the money and we help all these families and we fund these programs, that's all the fun and glitz and glamour and all that. It's the stuff behind the scenes that is just brutal. Do you kind of miss the old days when it was <laughs> yeah. when it was easier? No you're, you're not doing as much, but it really was, oh, I got some cash. I'm going to go buy some walkers. It was yeah. it was that immediate. You're at yeah. a point now where it's you, you've got you got a business that you're that you're running. Yeah, it's the worst business plan of all time. It's it's uh, <laughs> you you get money and you give it all away and you don't take any for yourself. <laughs> it's uh it's it's the absolute worst, but it's the absolute best. It's changed my life, you know. So I'm not complaining by any means. I just it was never the point of taking money. That's it's never been Stacy and I's thing. Um, so you know, for me, where this has gone is is I mean, it's there's no other way to say it. It's a dream. And yes, it's a lot more work. And yes, there are times where I go, I don't have time for this because I actually have a full-time job and I have two young kids and I have a wife and, you know, yes, I don't have time for it. I say it all the time. However, on the other side of it, with all of these, you know, funds or all this stuff coming in, I'm actually to help, able to help 10 times the amount of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with, with things the way that they are, um, you know, there are people need help now more than ever. And so that kind of leads us into what we started in 2018, which is what we're going to continue in 2019. And then, um, and then we'll see where that takes us. And I, I have some ideas on how I want to pitch, you know, some companies that might want to get involved on how they can, how they can really help it because, you know, transparency is everything in this world. And, and, you know, we've started working with Brian's house. It's been, it's been a really amazing opportunity and we funded the Triggers Toys Therapy Program, and, and that is literally, I never thought ever possible. I, I, I still, like, pinch myself to, to think this thing is going on because the Triggers Toys Therapy Program, we, we literally are funding an in-house therapist, physical therapist, to work with these kids every single day. Whereas if this person didn't exist, they would be getting government funding physical therapy, which according to what we've been told, is about seven sessions a year. That's incredible. Wow. And, you know, the, the mission for me now is, okay, are there more places like Brian's house that we can find that need either similar things or maybe there's slightly different things that they might need that we can come in and help as well? And there's organizations that we're speaking to that, that are huge in the Dallas Metroplex that maybe they have some avenues that they might need help with and vice versa. Maybe they help us with something and we help them with something and we partner together. And, you know, it's it's um, I call it there's there's no ego. Mm. There should be no ego in this. And uh, if people need their name in the paper or 
if pe- if that's important to people, it's not really for us. Um, if their if their number one mission is to actually help and for the money to go exactly where it's supposed to go to help people that definitely need it, well, then we should talk. Um, and I think that that's a really I, we've we've stuck by that since the beginning, which is nice. So it's been a way for you to guide this organization, and it's got to also be a way to view other organizations because you're talking about partnering with other people and you have the ability to really i don't want to say judge other people because that's not what we're talking about but uh to assess the organization and to really figure out if it's something that's doing what you consider to be yeah i still have full control right yes and and if you know me at work you know i'm difficult (laughs) difficult (laughs) i'm difficult at work because i i want things a certain way because i i know if i'm being hired to do a job then i'm going to do it to the best of my ability and and this is no different i don't judge organizations because they may or may not take money they have to be run like businesses if you read any book on nonprofits. I don't judge any. It's not that. It's just the way that we chose to do it. Mm. And so I'll never say, oh, I don't like what they're doing because they're doing uh, That's ridiculous. I I can only judge myself, and people can judge me all they want, and whether that's positive or negative is is great. But for right now, I have full control on what I want to do, and, and the money is going and filtering the way it's supposed to go. I know that if I was to run it differently, I would probably get – five times as much donations and do that. I just haven't decided if that's what I want to do yet. I don't know if I don't know what success. I haven't defined on for myself what success looks like because we've beat those. I've shattered that goal. You're in a I mean, that goal different... doesn't even exist anymore. Right. And so, you know, I, I, that's, I think the last time I said this, that I was here, I just haven't figured it out. It's, it's a, it's an internal thing for me that, Stacy and I have sat and we've gone through every scenario you could possibly think of to try to go, okay, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And what if we did this? And then the question that everybody asked me is, do you want to get bigger? And the answer I always say is, I don't know. I was just going to (laughs) ask, is 2019 about expansion or is 2019 for this organization and you about figuring out where you want to go? I think that's a lot of what we're talking about. today. Yeah, I did a lot of assessment over the holidays. And and I think I've come to two conclusions because I've sat and had some lunch with some friends and some people that run nonprofits. And there's one in particular that I just, you know, um, I don't know if you know Paige Channelt. She runs an organization called the Birthday Party Project. And I think that she is the epitome of what someone who has an idea that has taken it to a level that's unprecedented she, she, the birthday party project throws um, birthday parties for um, underprivileged kids in foster homes, in shelters, in underprivileged, wherever, right? And they throw right. these massive, and their volunteer base is massive. They're in like 13 states, and she has celebrities on her board. And I mean, it's, it's, she's done an incredible job. And so, you know, we've gone to lunch and, and we've talked, and, and she's given great advice. And, and I've told her and I've given I, I'd like to think that I've given her good advice. And we've talked about what would it look like if we did some stuff together? I mean, we've thrown around these crazy ideas. And and I think that's where I want to start is I want to define where we are and who maybe we could partner with in the future to to maybe take it to another level. But to make sure that we're maximizing all of our opportunities and helping them the amount of people that we can help. And it maybe it's not always hospitals. 
maybe it could be shelters where, you know, or foster care or anything like that, that maybe some of the kids have some emotional situations where they need something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm making all this up as we're talking, but it's a brainstorming idea of, you know, how can we maximize on the dollars that come in to the dollars that we spend to help? And, and so that's where it is. And, you know, we decided um, a couple of years ago, it was the deal I, I discussed with Tony when he asked me, what is it that we want to be? And we decided that we, we didn't want to be the organization that went to these giant hospitals. Um, there's nothing wrong with the giant hospitals. We just, we wanted to find somewhere where we could go in and have an instant impact. And Brian's house was that place. They needed help. They needed funds. They were about to fold for what we were told. And the fact that they didn't have someone, they had all these kids with all these disabilities, and they didn't have anybody to (laughs) perform physical therapy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's almost offensive that there are facilities like this that are so underfunded that they can't help those kids. And so that, that to me is, is, uh, I don't know. I, I, I scratch my head on it going, just trying to think of the enormity of just that, you know, if you could help that many kids just buy a little blood, sweat and tears and raising some money and giving it away and doing it the right thing that it's kind of mind blowing. And it's something that's really important to me to tell my girls because I have, you know, Charlie will be seven in a couple of weeks and, and Spencer's four. And they're, they're starting to get old enough where they understand. But, you know, if they don't see me doing it, and how am I supposed to tell them that that's what they should be doing? You know, giving back and being kind to others and, you know, doing all those things. And I'm not doing it myself. So this kind of has been driving me to keep doing that and try to keep being a good what I consider a good person and, and doing my part in this world, you know, it's the Muhammad Ali said, what it's, it's, uh, uh, giving back is the rent you pay in life. So that's, um, I'm just kind of paying rent, I guess. Brian Townsend is the president, CEO, and co-founder of triggers toys. You can find them online at triggerstoys.org. You guys have the best fundraising event in the city of Dallas. <laughs> I'd like to think so. It's I'm, I'm awesome. going to say that it is. Now, I'm also going to say that the the biggest problem I had with 2018 was I missed you did. this year's Ultimate it was even Cocktail better. Experience. Don't say that. Don't rub it in. I'm sorry. So the first one that I went to uh, was two years ago. You went two years ago at Clyde Warren Park. And that it was unbelievable. <laughs> we walked in, and I was just like, wow, how are they doing this? It was such a fun event. You guys overtook the park. There were different cities, let's say, based around uh, the drinks that were available. So you could go to New Orleans. You could go to uh, Cuba. Cuba. You could go to, I think there was like Marrakesh or something crazy. No, we had Hong Kong. We had Mexico City. We had London. We had Vegas. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was transformed. I mean, it, it it was no joke. It was about... What you would see on TV. I and mean, it, it was, was a it perfect was night. It was. You got excellent weather, Somehow, which was a big way. thing that we were kind of worried about and we were talking about. We didn't want to mention that it was possible that you get bad weather, but it was. It rained the day after. It <laughs> Did it really? It did. It was such a great event, and uh, it just didn't work out for me this year. I was bummed. But you moved it inside this year. Uh, thank God. It. I don't know if you remember September. It rained every day. It was bad. It was horrible, and the night of was insanity rain. Yeah. 
I mean, it was crazy. So everybody said, you know, my event planner said, you've done it two years in a row. You've had the perfect weather. Karma has been on your side. <laughs> let's not, let's not push let's it. Let's not tempt fate. And, but my, my deal with them, because if you don't challenge people, if you don't, if you don't really push and challenge and make them con- convince you. If, if, if it's kind of, you know, it's my event, right? Mm-hmm. And I know what I want it to be. And, and, and I, it's not that I don't want to, I want to be difficult on people. I just want them to convince me why, right? And when they can convince me or convince anybody how awesome it's going to be, I know it's going to be awesome because I'm going to challenge every single piece of it. And I can tell you 100% were they right. They were absolutely right. I mean, even moving to the bomb factory, it took three months for them to convince me that we were moving to the bomb factory because the deal was, is I refuse to do an event that looked like the bomb factory, nothing against the bomb factory. It's right. just one big giant black. It's slate. a big black box. Yeah. And so how, how are we going to create something that looks, you know, and so we, we called it cocktails in the city. And I said, how is it going to be like you were outside in the park? Cause that's what it was. I wanted it to be a fictional city where you were walking we were walking down a street in a city you've never been to in your life. It's basically like somebody just dropped you off. And what would you see in a fictional city? You would see people playing a saxophone by a street lamp. You would see street poets in the street um, typing poetry. You would see cafe lights. You would see a dog park. You would see um, street vendors. You would see street performers. You would see, you name it. It was We had monkeys. We had monkeys you could, like, put your lap and pet. I mean, just, like, the craziest thing, We what we would do is we'd sit down and be like, what do you see in New Orleans? Okay, you see jazz, you see drum lines, you see street performers. What do you see in in New York City? Okay, you can see street poets, you can see saxophone players in the subways, you can see all of those things. Okay, what do you see in Dallas? And it, it literally was on all of our travels that I do for my for my real job – is um is that you know I'm I'm in the spirits business and and so I get to really see what cities are all about and and it's amazing and so we took all of those elements and put them in and then we had bars that were basically neighborhoods so we had one which was kind of like a divish bar like your neighborhood bar and then we had one they called club uh, bar neon and it was kind of like your funky in your funky neighborhood that you would see kind of like in Deep Ellum right, right. where. They were doing all these neon drinks, and and Kelsey Ramage um, ran that bar, and she is, in my opinion, one of the most, I I would say, best top three, just so I can not disrespect anybody else, top three female bartenders in the world. She, uh, her and her boyfriend, Ian, uh, they just, Dandelion Bar, just won best bar in the entire world um, in the UK that they own, and um, so, yeah. It was no joke. Like the the level of, it's it's basically like bringing Thomas Keller into, you know, Park and Palette. You yeah. know, what I mean, it's like the top, the best of the absolute. It's like having Thomas Keller and Wolfgang Puck and Emerald and Bobby Flay all all under one roof. But this is the cocktail version of it. And so, you know, we had a lab where they were like mad scientists, and they they would have like cocktails that were little pieces of paper that were soaked in like absinthe and stuff. And so they would, you'd put it on your tongue and it was dissolved, but it would taste like a cocktail. Wow. They had one where they, um, you could inhale mezcal. <laughs> like you would vape it. Wow. I mean, come on. It's That's amazing. amazing. And then we had elevate, there were people dangling from the ceiling, ceilings and 
um, doing all aerial acrobatics and we had wine bars and champagne rooms. And, um, I mean, it was, it was everything. We had the Dallas Mavericks drum line. Uh, I mean, it was, it was bonkers. (laughs) We had girls riding on, riding on six foot bicycles, pouring Manhattans for people. How many people did you guys have come in? We had almost a thousand people. Wow. Um, so I, I think the weather kind of hurt us a little bit. Uh, We were expecting 1500, but it's okay. I mean, I think that it was, I mean, we just got the video back and it made me relive it. Uh, it just was so incredible. And then we went after that, we went across the street to a place called ruin for the after party. And one brand, um, hired a tattoo artist and four or five people, random people who I didn't even know all got triggers toys, tattoos. (laughs) I just would walk up to it. I said, I I met some girl and I said, how do you know about trigger toys? She's like, I went to the party tonight. I'm super (laughs) impressed by it. And now I'm getting a tattoo. Uh, Stacy was crying. Wow. I don't even have a trigger toys tattoo. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, I, what I think Dallas lacks and I've said, I've, I will continue to say this all day long. I love all the things that our city does. I love our city. I'm, I'm Dallas proud through and through. However, a lot of events seem to be kind of the same. They all have white tablecloths. They, they give you a plate when you walk into a food festival, and they give you a a glass, uh, like a glass of wine, that has like a half an ounce poured in it. And then you wait in line to get another ounce of wine poured, and then you wait in line to go get a tiny piece of food. And you're basically spending the entire time in line. You have described every event every I've event. ever been to. Exactly right, and. A few of them will do some things differently, and, and I, I know some great people that throw some great events. I just wanted to do things different, and, and in my in my full-time job, I've gotten to experience some of the best parties that brands, you know, Jack Daniels, Forge Gin, you know, put on that are, that are on next level. Mm-hmm. And so I take elements of that and going, you know, how can it be not only if you wanted to try good cocktails and coming in – I tell people, good luck finding a good drink in Dallas that night because all the bartenders are with me. I mean, we have 100 bartenders from across the world that all fly in on their own dime. They all have to find hotel rooms on their own dime. I, I'm not paying for any of it. I appreciate them so much, and and I want to do that for them, but I'm not going to use charity dollars that people are giving me to put them up. In That's the cocktail world, for. has it become a thing it's to huge. be a part of this? I mean, this you're talking about the, the iron chef of of bartenders. It really is. It's exactly what it is. And so is it now, uh, is it become a thing within it's, the industry? Yeah. I mean, what I try to tell people is, is I mean, we have like people like Kelsey that fly from the UK. I mean, they just won best bar in the world. That's nuts. That is crazy. And this isn't some little, oh, wow, this, this is the, this is the thing. This is like the Oscars. I mean, it's a massive deal. And- and so, you know, they're on social media talking about it. We have people come from Chicago and Miami and New York and New Mexico and California. I mean, we have people come, Australia. Um, I mean, we have people come from all over. And and the reason that they do it, and they, I have talked to them, like, why do you come in for this? Because, you know, as, as proud as I am that you're here and, and I, I, I kind of use their I – I name drop their names a lot because they come with a lot of weight in our world – but why do you do this? And they said it's because the fact that you give this money away and you're doing the right thing. And and it means a lot to me, you know, and and I, I we're doing it right, you know, and never apologize for doing the right thing. And so uh, this thing has just gotten so phenomenal. 
it's that's kind of what I was talking about. National press wise, it's got to be coming. Like this is, I'm guessing yeah, the year. You got two things going on here: all the money you're raising, yeah. the real reason why we're there, but the way that you do it, yeah. it's a different thing. It's, it's important be a, it's as an be event. A thing more important than just going in and getting a good drink. If I wanted to go somewhere and pay that kind of money to go in and good, get a good drink, there's about ten bars around Dallas that I could go to. You know, probably more. So it's got to be more than that, and that's what's important to me. It's got to be an experience. You have to walk in, and your mouth has got to drop, and you go, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah. I want it to be a sensory. I want it to be a culinary. I want it to be a cocktail. I want it to be them to have different experiences at every single bar of things that they've never seen before or doing, like, getting a Manhattan off of a girl on a six-foot trike wearing a can-can dress or getting a glass of champagne off of a girl with a metal dress walking around and having a bag of popcorn or walking into a pop-up bodega where they can get chips and coconut water like they would in New York City walking into a bodega. I mean, I want it to be like what is happening right now. And then on around every corner, they can take pictures in either a photo booth or with a graffiti sign or all these different things that that can be kind of that sort of, there's all these pop-up Instagram things that are, are happening that cost $100 to get into, and there's every damn food and wine event to get into is $150, and all you do is stand in line. Mm. So why why not come to something that has all of those elements? Because we have food, too, around every corner that's just like, you want a piece of pizza? You want some sushi? You want some barbecue? Here, just whatever. It's $75 to get in, Right. I mean, it it is it's next level. It's what some of the major cities um, across the world are doing. They have street these things called street feasts, like in the UK. That's one of my favorite things to go to. Mm. And um, I just want it to be one of those things that people just don't know what's happening. And every thirty minutes, we have something happening. Whether there's monkeys that come out that people then that people can take pictures with and pet, or there's a Dallas Mavericks drumline, or there's a street poet, or there's break dancers, or there's you know uh, an amazing 13 piece band with you know performing on stage or there's just something there's always something happening and so um that's that's ultimate cocktail experience i guess the and long version of it sorry I got and it's all with it. for a good cause and it's all goes to charity you know all of it so <sighs> i'm sold i've been <laughs> and i'm sold yeah you're good at this i i i guess so i guess <laughs> i get i i I would like to think so. I think, you know, one of the things is our event coordinator. Her name's Wendy Timpson, and now she's she runs sales for a company called Shag, who I think are they they um basically are like props, like rental props for parties and huge festivals and all this, and they're phenomenal. And she is uh she's pretty talented. I mean, it was kind of her vision. Hmm. She takes my ridiculous ideas. <laughs> She, she's learned how to work with me. She takes my ridiculous, ridiculous ideas and makes them happen somehow. Like, I'll say, I want a dog park in the middle of the entire venue. And she'll be like, okay, well, you can't have dogs. <laughs> and um, that will cost a fortune. And we can't do that. And then I'll say, yeah, but we can. You just haven't thought of it yet. And then somehow, some way, we have a dog park 
and we get it sponsored by Tito's. Nice. And, you know, I mean, it's like we had dog houses. And, I mean, it was awesome. It was amazing. And it was perfect because every major city has a dog park. Right. So why don't why shouldn't we? All right. Is is it in November again this year? Uh, it's probably going to be September. We're, we're still working on it. So... We're working on all of the stuff. So I need, I need uh, one of my big challenges this year is I need the big title sponsor this year. And and I think that, uh, you know, because the bomb factory is not cheap. Yeah. So I want to make yes. sure that we maximize our fundraising. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care how cool the party is. If you're not, if you're not raising enough money, it's not worth the time. And it's not about how cool a party is. It's about what you how much money you are able to give away. So in my eyes, you know, I want to fix a couple of things to make sure that we're maximizing that. But if we're not helping the families, anybody can throw a party. You know, I don't need to be another one on the list that throws a party that throws a really fun party. I want to be the one on the list that throws an epic party and gives away a ton of money. That's what I want to do. And that's what this organization is all about. Trigger's Toys on the show today. You can find them online at TriggersToys.org. I've been speaking with Brian Townsend. He is their president, CEO, co-founder, and mastermind. <laughs> Sir, great seeing you again. Thank you for I wish me. you nothing but the best this year, Thanks, and I will please. talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t